For those of you who don't remember Lindsay, you may have seen this clip. Lindsay on the clip, take it away. Hello, my name is Lindsay Graham and I am a cat. Meow, meow. I'm not a woman dressed as a cat, I am a cat. By show of hands, I'm curious, uh, how many of you believe and confess that I'm a cat? Great, I am, by show of hands, I'm curious, how many of you believe that your child or a child from this school would believe that I'm actually a cat? No one, you are right, why? Because you are not stupid and these children are not stupid. Lindsay, we are not stupid, you are not a cat. We are very happy to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. My little kids, I have a three, six, and nine-year-old. They've started to memorize that speech. And they walk around the house saying, my name is Lindsey Graham and I am a cat. So I guess I have to teach them about transgenderism sooner than I thought. Well, <laughs> you, you better because you, you said your youngest is three. Yes. Well, yes, he's ready to identify now. He is. Well, like, yeah, according according to pre-K, public pre-K in certain states, your kid could be taught about transgenderism already. Uh, what has the reaction been just in your local community uh, to your magnificent speech in the cat costume, which I would thank you for wearing on the show today? You're very welcome. I have it easily accessible now. <laughs> um it was really positive. Uh, the man that I was speaking out against, which is Paul Bixler, he's 72 years old. He's lived a full life as a man, married to a woman, two children. All of a sudden, he has what I consider a mental breakdown. And I was told that he's wearing his wife's clothing. And he's now identifying as a woman and uh, having children call him Miss Bixler. He's done nothing to, to really identify as a woman, not that that matters, other than put on dresses. And uh, the community has been outraged. And actually, you know, I'm sure you know this, a lot of people aren't paying attention still. And so that little charade of mine, the meow meow, it got a lot of attention, um, which I'm, I'm fine with, good and bad. But, but a lot of people in the community had no idea that this man even existed and that he was attending all of the elementary school functions, spelling bees, carnivals, using the little girls' restrooms, by the way, at these events. So it brought a lot of attention to the school district in a good way. Um, more people started showing up to the school boards, the email. Um, a lot of the, two of the board members are very conservative and messaged me and said, we are getting flooded with emails. Parents didn't even know that this man, that he was doing this. What, what grade does this guy teach? So he's on a school board um, of the district, which is oversees all of the- So he oversees schools. everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. And by the way, you know, it goes beyond- he dresses as a woman and makes kids call him Miss Bixler. He's advocated and voted for uh, bills that allow children to identify differently at school and not inform the parents. Yeah. He is pro transgenders in sports. So he's your typical liberal. He wants gender to be fluid and non-existent and for men to be able to dominate girls in their bathrooms and in sports. Wow, th this is even worse than I had suspected. For some reason in my mind, he was a teacher. But no, so if he's on the board, that means that he's actually setting the policy. Which, yes. if he were just a teacher for one classroom of kids, you'd say, okay, well, it's too bad for that classroom. And it's it's gonna be really hard though to, to get rid of a teacher. You know, these unions are so crazy now, it's pretty much yeah. impossible to fire them. But no, this is a, a person who's playing a role crafting policy in, a, in a, an ostensibly self-governing democratic republic. And so if he's crafting the policy, then he's shaping the whole education 
of all of the students. And don't parents have a right to say no? They absolutely do. But you know what? I want to tell you something, Michael. This man went and got a harassment injunction against me. And he tried to serve me repeatedly at my home in front of my children. And when that didn't work, he tried to serve me. He did serve me at the the next school board meeting because he didn't want me speaking out against him. An elected official who doesn't like the opposition speaking out files a harassment injunction against me and has a cop serve me publicly at the school board. Tells you everything that you need Uh to know. Again, that would be outrageous enough if he were a teacher because you'd say, well, he's receiving a public salary. I'm paying your salary. You're teaching my kids. I have some right to, to say what goes on in the classroom. This is an elected official. This is a politician. This guy is so directly accountable to you, except what they want to do is they want to take the power and then crowd out all the parents. You're seeing this with all of the bills about not only the curricula, but about the books in elementary school libraries. Around the country, you're seeing the educators and the elected officials saying, the people, the parents, have no right to determine what kind of books their kids are being taught. Well, then what rights do we have? I guess we have no rights in education. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you do speak up, you're, you're certainly going to get targeted by the liberals and all of their minions. And, you know, he, his transition, if you will, has become a massive distraction in the district. The school board has said so. The news has said so. The parents have said so. The, the school educators have said so. And he has been asked to step down simply because, you know, you're a distraction and you're, we're not able to focus on the kids' education while you're sitting there in your pearl earrings trying to be addressed as a woman. It's it's a distraction. And for that reason alone, we think you should recuse yourself. He refuses to do it. He refuses to do it. He, He believes, no, I'm entitled to behave and act and look and vote on policies that I believe in, whether or not my community supports me or not. The community does not support him. And, you know, you were you were just talking about liberals and their mentality and how um, you're not if you're not qualified to speak on something, you shouldn't be speaking on it. Well, Paul Bixler is not a woman. So for him to walk around the school and tell little kids to address him as a woman, he needs to step down. I think my favorite part about your entire political campaign here is the obvious provocation to the libs. And as far as I can tell, they have taken the bait on this, which is, Lindsay, you're dressed in a way that is inappropriate. That it's inappropriate for you to dress this way at a school board meeting or whatever. And you say, go on, tell me more about dressing inappropriately. (laughs) Wow. What an interesting topic. I'd love to have that conversation. Why don't I show up dressed as a drag queen next? And we'll see what you think about that. Yeah. They, um, the, the, there was a little bit of hate, and mind you, the hate is is minimal because if I were to stop and waste my life arguing with liberals who will never change their mind, I would dominate them easily, but you can't reason with them. And so some of the comments were, your speech is ridiculous. Obviously, you can't be a cat. And I'm like, obviously, men can't be women either, Yeah. but you're willing to have that argument. Well, the, so the choice of the the cat avatar. I don't know if this was intentional or not, but it's profound in that one of the early national news stories about this weird kind of identity dysphoria was from, I think it was about 20 years ago. There was this character, I forget his name, but he went by Stalking Cat. That was his gnome de plume. And he 
thought that he was a cat. And he had, he, I think he won the world record for all of the, the, the largest number of body modifications to look like an animal. And he really mutilated himself. It was very, very sad. He ended up committing suicide. Obviously, the guy had, had oh. some problems. He was, he was part of the uh, furry community, it turns out. And he went down a sexually deviant rabbit hole of delusional identity that did not redound to his benefit or the benefit of society at all. And so when you show up to the school board and you draw this parallel with your cat costume, that's not out of left field. That's not totally crazy and absurd. In fact, there's recent precedent for just such an analogy. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, the the cat costume was literally laying around because I had worn it for Halloween. And um, I want to give a shout out to my friend, Kristen Newton. She loves you, by the way, watches you all the time. I wrote my cat speech because um, I needed it to be, I'm, I'm kind of hardcore. I don't know if you've noticed. And she's like, well, let's go in and edit and maybe take out some of these raw emotions and put, you know, real, real facts into this. So she helped me edit my cat's, cat speech. Um, she's an incredible writer. And it was just ironic that I had a cat costume laying around. Yeah. And and Michael, this was the first school board I'd ever spoken at ever in my life. Really? So, yeah, and I was, See, oh, this is, it went this, viral. It, it Well, yeah, you clearly knocked it out of the park. Great job to <laughs> your friend who edited the speech. It really came off very, very well. And it's it's been one of the best examples of a broad nationwide phenomenon we're seeing, which is parents stepping up and speaking out. And right. I wonder if if this is catching on right now, if this is such a winning issue for conservatives in Virginia, which is a pretty blue commonwealth, in Florida, in all over the country, if this is such a winning issue because people don't have a problem with liberal leftist absurd policies in the abstract. Oh, the man wants to chop himself up. Okay, well, let him do it. Okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. They only start to have a problem with it when it affects them and their school districts and their kids. And all of a sudden, pretty, I was just with the Moms for Liberty the other night down here in, uh, in Nashville. And you had people who were Democrats. You had people who, were, who voted left for a lot of their lives who said, wait, what's going on with my kids? I don't think so. Whatever they're for, I'm against. Yep. yep. Well, and, and that's why it's okay to take the hate. People call me, of course, you can imagine, a, a transphobic and a homophobic all the time. And I said, look, these are not the first drag queens to exist. And, and they're certainly not the first transgender people to exist. You notice that we have a problem when you try to indoctrinate our kids with it. And that is the problem that I have and, and continue to have with Paul Bixler sitting on the board. If he wants to dress like a woman in the privacy of his own home, well, that is a problem for him. Yep. But when you bring it out into society and you sit on a school board and you dictate to little children to call you a woman when they know, because yeah. they're not stupid, that you're not a woman, you create a problem in society and you expect everyone else to fix it for you. Just like the transgenders in the restrooms. Okay, if you want to chop off your penis and wear lipstick and pretend that you can even remotely do what I can do, whatever. Have fun with that. But you can't come into my Don't bathroom. Don't come into my restroom. <laughs> and then demand rights that I actually have. Yeah. And, and, and demand new rights that exist for you because you've created a problem for yourself. You solve it. Don't this, expect me and my kids to solve this, it. This is a nuanced take that the libs don't understand that we understand, which is we're not saying that 
five years ago is the first time ever that a man wanted to pretend that he was a woman. No, this phenomenon has been going on for all of human history. The phenomenon of having sexually eccentric kind of <laughs> desires and perceptions. <laughs> you go back and read Plato's Symposium, and Aristophanes in Plato's Symposium describes soulmates as being some people are a man, and their soulmate is a woman, and they're two halves, and they make a whole. And for some people, it's two women, and for some people, it's two men. And there are all these ideas have percolated for a long time. Eunuchs, transvestites, these ideas and these kind of eccentricities, they've been around for a long time. The thing that's new is that we're pretending that it's normal. The thing that's new yes, is that yeah. we're pretending that this is conducive to human flourishing. The thing that's new is that we're pretending that it's true. <laughs> That, that, you know, that yeah. a man can actually become a woman. That is what is so absurd. As you say, if some guy wants to put on his, his wife's blouse in his own closet, we're not sending the morality police door to door to make sure that he's wearing overalls or blue jeans. But right. when you come into the public square, you have a responsibility to observe the standards and norms and rules and laws of the political community. And it's not just the crazy libs who get to make those rules. It's Ordinary people, it's citizens, mm -hmm. it's parents, parents like you, even parents who put on a cat suit to make a point. Lindsay, where can people find you? Uh, my website is patriotbarbie.com. I am most active on Instagram, which is the.patriot.barbie. Patriotbarbie.com. Go follow Lindsay. <laughs> go, <laughs> Lindsay, you. I hope you go enjoy a nice bowl of milk, and, and I hope that you get everything that you're after uh, in your political campaign because you are totally on the right track. Thank you for coming on. Thank you.